0: Two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you know. I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is the Standout Over the next seven minutes or so, we're going to look back on a week where more revelations about Partygate led up to the release of the long-awaited Sue Gray report, the Russian war in Ukraine continued, the US was rocked by a school shooting in Texas, and the government finally announced a windfall tax. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Way back in December 2021, an investigation began into allegations around parties in Downing Street during COVID lockdowns. Former spokesperson Allegra Stratton resigned for making jokes about cheese and wine and the first civil servant involved in the investigation Simon Case had to step away from the report because he was apparently at the events involved. Sue Gray took over and her report was finally published on Wednesday almost six months later after a Met Police investigation that saw 126 fines issued. The report says there were many events with cheese and wine and that those events should not have been allowed to happen and that senior political leadership at Downing Street must bear responsibility for this culture. I want to begin today by renewing my apology to the whole country for the short lunchtime gathering on the 19th of June 2020 in the Cabinet Room. I take full responsibility for everything that took place on my watch. There was, however, no sign of a resignation or any further act of contrition. I am humbled and I have learned a lesson to speak. Speaking at a press conference in the Big Blue Briefing Room, Boris continued to make excuses. I I thought the things that I was attending were work events. I I thought that my job was to thank people for their contribution to public life, to government service. But plainly, we all made mistakes. Boris Johnson's refusal to take any further action despite multiple photos of him with drinks in hand and an email from his private secretary celebrating that we seem to have gotten away with it hasn't gone down well in Westminster. Conservative MP Tobias Elwood made clear that he no longer has confidence in Boris and he had questions for his fellow MPs. Are you willing day in and day out to defend this behaviour publicly? And can we win the the general election on this current trajectory? Labour's Chris Bryant, who's the chair of the Committee on Standards and Privileges, went further. Does he show no contrition, no sense of shame
1: that street under him has been a cesspit full of arrogant entitled narcissists. Yeah.
0: With a new YouGov poll suggesting that 59% of Britons want Boris to resign, Labour leader Sakir Starmer wanted to know if the publication of the report is what's inspired an imminent U-turn on the energy crisis, which will finally see a windfall tax on energy firms. Whilst he dithered and delayed, households across the country suffered when they didn't need to. Exactly. What is it about the Grey report that first attracted? him to a u-turn this week yeah. In a totally coincidental announcement the day after the Sue Gray report was released Chancellor Rishi Sunak delivered comprehensive new plans to help support the nation during the current cost of living crisis The first piece of good news is that the £200 loan that the government was forcing you to take is now doubled to 400 and it's no longer a loan So for the avoidance of doubt This support is now unambiguously a grant. how will this not loan be funded? Well, it's apparently time for a U-turn on the concept of windfall taxes. Although, whatever you do, don't call it a windfall tax on big energy companies.
1: We will introduce a temporary
0: targeted energy profits levy, but... Not surprisingly, BBC News wanted a little bit of further clarification on what exactly an energy profits levy might be. These are windfall profits, or they are extraordinary profits, and they will be taxed, but through a new levy that will also include an investment incentive. Russia continues to crank up the pressure on Ukraine as its troops push forward in the east of the country in a bid to take full control of the Lugansk region. There was fresh shelling two of Ukraine's second-largest city, Kharkiv, for the first time in two weeks, which left at least nine dead and 19 injured. And two more Russian soldiers pled guilty to war crimes over charges they were involved in shelling a school in eastern Ukraine. The mayor of Kyiv, Vitali Klitschko, and brother Vladimir were at the World Economic Forum in Davos, helping to make the case for more support and heavy weapons so that Ukrainian forces can push back the latest Russian advance. I uh, tell to every politician, right now the world black and white. And you have to decide. You're on the side of democracy, of peace and Ukraine, or you're on the side of uh, dictator. Uh, the aggressors Russian Federation. Also at Davos, former US Secretary of State Henry Kissinger made a speech which suggested that Ukraine should give up territory to Russia and seek an end to the war. Those remarks don't match polling in Ukraine, which suggests more than 80% of people aren't willing to concede any territory and President Zelensky was less than impressed.
1: It seems Mr. Kissinger's calendar is not 2022,
0: but 1938, And he thought he was talking to an audience not in Davos, but in Munich of that time. Still to come on the Standout 7, the World Health Organization speaks out on monkeypox and tributes to good fellow Ray Liotta. Right after this.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way
0: The U.S. continued to deal with the fallout from the latest mass school shooting on Wednesday. An 18-year-old murdered 19 children aged between 7 and 10 and two teachers in the Texas town of Uvalde. The gunman was killed by police. David Hogg survived the Parkland school shooting and has been campaigning against gun violence and is appalled by what is seen.
1: I wouldn't even call these people kids. They're they're babies. I don't even know how they begin to process it. I don't know
0: how anybody of any age begins to process this because this is something that never should have happened. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called for action but Senate Republicans are unlikely to agree to make any changes to gun laws. Imagine if this was your kid or your grandkid. Could you ever forgive yourself for not supporting a simple law that would make these mass shootings less likely? Please, 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 damn it. Put yourself in the shoes of these parents for once. And James Corden, speaking on his Late Late Show after the shooting, tried to bring home to his US audience how truly bizarre it is that these shootings continue to happen. As a father, I can't imagine the horror of that phone call when I dropped my kids off at school this morning and kiss them goodbye it doesn't cross your mind that that could ever be the last goodbye the world health organization moved to calm fears about the monkeypox virus on monday cases have continued to rise with 57 in the uk including scotland and more scattered across the globe the UK Health Secretary Agency has warned people that anyone who's had close contact with a case should isolate for 21 days. Boris Johnson was looking to reassure the public about the risks from the virus. I'm aware that it's basically a very rare disease and so far the consequences don't seem to be very serious, but it's important that we keep an eye on it and that's exactly what the, the new UK Health Security Agency is doing. At a press conference hosted by the World Health Organisation, advisor Andy Seal addressed one of the big questions around the outbreak, which appears to be linked to close contact and potentially sexual behaviour. So while, for example, we're seeing some cases amongst men who have sex with men, this is not a gay disease, as some people in social media have attempted to, to label it. That's just not the case.
1: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Gangster.
0: The death was announced on Thursday of Hollywood star Ray Liotta. He was filming in the Dominican Republic where he was shooting a film called Dangerous Waters and apparently died in his sleep at the age of 67. He was in the middle of a career resurgence, appearing in The Many Saints of Newark, which won him an Indie Spirit Award. He also picked up a Primetime Emmy for his work on ER. He's maybe best known for playing Henry Hill in Martin Scorsese's Epic Goodfellas, where he starred opposite Robert De Niro, Paul Savino and a fiery Joe Pesci. He told the story last year of how the iconic you think I'm funny scene came about and how it was partly improvised. Rest in peace, Ray. And Joe
1: told a story about a time that he was in a restaurant and he said to some guy, well, that's really funny. And that guy just flipped and turned on him. But these were like real deal people. So Joe was telling that story And Marty, being as creative as he is, he said, you know what? This would be a great place to put it where it turned out to be.
0: This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great
1: rest of your weekend.